Hi, this is Ray J. Murphy. I'm director of paddle sports for ProXR Pickleball. I'm also one of the team owners of the Chicago Slice in Major League Pickleball. I coach the team, head up the draft. And you are listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Navy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest on Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C., and Helen. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broadstop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. Ray J. Murphy. Welcome <laughs> to Lake Forest Podcast, my friend. Thank you, Pete. Nice talking to you here. Pickleball, Chicago Slice. Talk to me, my friend. What is your background? You are one of the uh, the owners of the profession. There's a professional pickleball team in the Chicagoland area. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, sir. One of 24 teams in Major League Pickleball. We're the Chicago Slice. <laughs> That is a genius name, genius name. Ray, could you clue me in and the listeners and viewers about you yourself? Because the topic of pickleball came up. The reason why it came up is people are crapping about, you know, the, the noise and all that stuff. And then when I looked into a little bit more, this is like, this is a big, big thing. And you're in the middle of it. Can we start with your background and talk about the growth of this major league sport? Sure. Uh, Born and raised in Cheshire, Connecticut, played multiple sports in high school, came out to Chicago on a tennis scholarship from DePaul University in 1974, played two years on the team, had a good summer. Um, After my sophomore year, uh, playing national tournaments and uh, got together with my dad, decided to uh, take a year off, had some, got to know some people, had some mutual friends out in Las Vegas. I said, if I'm going to try to play pro tennis. I need to be in warm weather. So took a job out in Las Vegas at the Cambridge Towers and Racquet Club and uh, used that as my home base for the next year, next four years uh, playing uh, as soon as I just teach all day, as soon as I'd get 10 grand saved up, boom, I was out on the smaller tours all around Europe and the United States trying to, uh, you know, work my way up. My goal is always get to top 25 in the world. So, so Ray J, who are bigger players, tennis players or golfers <laughs> off the 
<laughs> off the course, off the court. You guys Bigger? have I, I'm just saying having a good time. Golfers, you know, because Netflix is doing their shows. You can see what they do off right. the off the course. Uh, and, or what's what stays off the court stays off the court. It does. I think they all know how to, if they're at the professional level, they de- they know how many hours a day they need for training, on-court practice. And the, really the better ones know that when they uh, get off the court, they just want to relax, listen to music, hang out with their friends, do not talk to me, whatever professional sport I'm doing. So they've, they've learned how to manage that when you uh, start doing it full-time. Because once you get to a tournament, it can be pretty lonely out there. Yeah, and hydrate. Now, now Ray J., do you have any connections to Lake Forest? Because somebody from Lake Forest said I should reach out to you. They must be really big pickleball fans. Uh, that's how they know about you. But what do you have any connections to Lake Forest? Uh, I've lived in the same house for 33 years. <laughs> Got married there October 20th of 1990 to my beautiful wife, Cindy. Uh, raised my children there, Lexi and Olivia. Uh Worked with Rick Amos for a few years on the Friends of Lake Forest to raise yeah. money for the Lake Forest Park District. Have uh, been this, uh, helped out um, coaching the high school tennis team. Uh, owned the Lake Forest Lake Bluff Lake Forest Bath and Tennis Club from the early '90s till I sold it in uh, 2007. Um, so, so you're. You're you're a player in Lake Forest. You know what's going on. You see, you you hear things. You see things. Absolutely. So, so pickleball. All I know is what Wikipedia tells me. Okay. Did it start in Washington? Was it a dog, or was the dog named after pickleball? How did this thing get started? I'm guessing it started <laughs> in Washington. Well, the the fun one, the dog story is fun, and that's kind of a little folklorish, uh, but I don't want to ruin that because a lot of people still hold to that. But uh, this Congressman, Joel Pritchard, uh, in the summer of 1965, got together with some of his friends. They had a badminton court. They took their ping pong paddles, got a wiffle ball, started playing. And um, the reason what he says it got named Pickleball was in there's a lot of crew out there outside the Seattle area. And uh a pickleball boat race is when there is an event or a team match in crew, any of the um, oarsmen that are not competing from all the other teams would all get together and form their own teams to have their own little fun race. And so that's kind of where they said, hey, it's kind of like a, a, a pickleball race because it's a combination of badminton, ping pong, tennis. And uh, so that's how Okay, he okay. said, Joel Pritchard says, but then everyone else likes to just say they had a dog named Pickles. They yeah. had a dog that kept stealing the ball when they were trying to invent this game. And so they named the dog Pickles. Yeah, it's probably some reporter that want to make a better story. So... <laughs> a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's a, it's a shorter court. Uh, what? Where did the racket come from? Like, how did they know to start? Like, what did they use? A bad ping pong paddles. Ping pong paddles. Okay. All right. So then they need a wiffle ball. And a wiffle ball. Okay. And they had the net, which is uh, 60 inches high for badminton. They've tried it that way. And then after they said, ah, we need to get this a little more like tennis, the net's too high. So they lowered it to 36 inches, which is the height of a tennis net in the center. And then it was off to the races. Then they did in their backyard. They put it on their driveway. 
and uh, named the game yeah. and took off from there. Okay. So when did it start getting going in Lake Forest? Because I want to say three years ago, I went over to the Winter Club and uh, I, I'm not a member. I was invited and it was a Sunday night and it was a ladies pickleball league. And I looked at it. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And these, <laughs> these moms are ferocious, you know, <laughs> louder than Serena Williams. I mean, just going at it competitive. Uh, I'm like, wow, what the hell is this? And n- now I hear about it, see it, you know, everywhere. When did it get going in Lake Forest? Uh I'd say four years ago, they started taking, I live a half mile up the street from a Waveland Park. Okay. And that was the first time that I saw it come in there where you can just go on a tennis court and uh, a pickleball court is the dimensions are 44 feet long, 20 feet wide. And so what they would do is they would put blue lines on the courts at Waveland and I'd see people playing out there. I'd come on my wife, I'm saying, Cindy. They put a dedicated pickleball court at Exmoor Country Club maybe eight years ago. And I played it with Mike Raleigh over there and said, wow, this is fun. But, you know, so I'm 45 years of tennis pro, 25 platform, you know, every day, all winter in Chicago. Great sport, but, you know, I'm, I'm 63. I'm getting too old. I, I'll play when I retire someday. I really just wanted to work on my golf game. And uh, so it's been around and then it's just, they start lining them all across the country. Then they started, you know, making, you know, dedicated courts. And now, well, in four years ago, there were 3 million people playing in the United States. This past year, 48.4 million people played pickleball. So, so this isn't a fad. This, this is. Oh, joke. no. Okay. All right. Oh, oh no. And, and the mastermind behind really everything with Major League Pickleball, this fell from Dripping Springs, Texas, Steve Kuhn, who is, I don't think I sleep that much, but he, he must only sleep one or two hours a day. He came up with Major League Pickleball for a team event, and he's the one who is spearheading. He started two years ago. Um, he likes coining phrases and naming things with uh, cute, catchy names, and he had it... Uh, his, his title was he wanted everyone to get on board with 40 by 30, meaning he wanted 40 million people playing in the United States by 2030. And a couple of years ago, I said, wow, this ambition, I think he's going to do it. And everybody said, you're nuts, Ray J. We'll never get that in eight, in whatever, seven years. 48.4 with an average age of 34 years old of the 48.4 million that played last year. And his goal now is, uh, a billion people. He wants a billion worldwide, and he and he will get it. So, so <clears throat> before we get to the professional side of things, uh, you okay. know, you know, it all things only matter when it affects us. You know, politics uh-huh. or or pickleball. People are crabbing about the noise. <laughs> what what can we do? I've seen things with you know uh, different types of rackets. Uh, you can make that that uh, knocking sound maybe. Uh, stifled a little bit but when you're playing early in the morning late at night and these people are yelling because to me it's louder than tennis they're more passionate in pickleball than they are in tennis <laughs> what <laughs> and that's just watching it a couple times what can we do uh to deal with the, the sound because i believe they just shut the lake bluff uh pickleball 
courts because they didn't have whatever permits or the noise or whatever. So this is like a local issue. Do you got any thoughts on what to do about the noise? When I actually came on board with ProXR Pickleball uh, two and a half years ago, and we started the design, putting our ergonomic handle on, on paddles and Ron Saslow, the owner of 35 Capital Venture Capital Company, when we first started looking at how we're going to build these, what are we going to do? Well, right off the bat, out in Arizona, they already had, right, they already had all the pickleball paddles broken into red paddles and green paddles. Red paddles made too much noise. You couldn't use them early in the morning on Saturday and Sunday. You had to wait till 11 o'clock. The green ones were fine all the time. So even though with our, our first paddles that we came out with, we put this, it's called Aramid. It's an aluminum honeycomb core in it. It played fantastic, but boy, was it loud. So we said, as great as that is, let's not start off with, we're a new company. We're trying to get people to try our paddles. And right off the bat, half the people are going to hate it because it makes too much noise. Yeah. So we went with this, what the standard right now is, everyone goes with this polypropylene honeycomb core, which does, isn't quite as loud, but now with, with our company, we're on our sixth generation of paddles and uh, we already have prototypes made. I can't say what we have on them, but muffled. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Boys, we've been working on, there's probably 10 big players in the game working on the ball. So it doesn't make as much noise and I actually have one in my bag, one of our paddles that you could play with that no one would object. I know in Lake Bluff, they're talking about putting sound barriers, this, that, but in within three, four months, you'll have a ball and we'll have paddles out. That, and really, it should be from eight in the morning till dusk. I, I get this six in the morning, but because even when I was always testing out paddles and Claude, our chief operating officer, would just make me prototype after prototype after prototype and up there West Park and then behind Deer Pass School. I almost knocked those walls down. I've hit so many balls, but I'd never go out there till nine o'clock in the morning because it does. It's a high pinging sound. It makes it, it's noisy. I mean, well, no, it's, it's those moms, those passionate moms that, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the fans come out and. Okay. So you think it's the noise from the passionate moms. You don't think that they're passionate. They play tennis out there. Oh, oh, hey. I, I, I hear you, but it's uh, there's more frequency with the uh, pickle, <laughs> right? Because it's it's shorter, it's together, and uh, when you're in combat face to face, I think that I think that's part of it. I don't know. I, you know, I played. Yes, I don't know anything. It almost sounds like a machine gun going off when you get into what's called a hand battle, yeah. where you're just smacking it fast, and it's bang 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 bang, bang and it's that yeah. high pitched sound, and you well, know. And, and 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 the people, you know, get they're passionate and they're louder, which is you know part part of it. Great, they're working out. So the so the question is, isn't, yeah, it's it's a fun thing. And now a covered court. If you want to play early and late at night, would you do a covered court? 
I don't know how you would do a cover court because a lot of people are are painting off their driveways and doing pickleball court in, in, in the driveways. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I don't know. I hate poking fingers at things without offering a solution. And I don't mm -hmm. know enough about this to offer a solution. You have a, a quieter racket and it's almost like you got to put a puzzle the on paddle. the paddle. Paddle, paddle. If you say paddle. racket, no one's going to take you seriously, Pete. Okay, paddle. Okay. <laughs> well, they don't take you seriously now. Coming from the guy with the pizza slice on his shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's almost like if you want to play early, I, I, I think it's early and late. If we can figure out how we can play at those times, you know, uh, that, I don't say restrict, regulate, or whatever it is, but maybe there's certain courts you can play at for that. I, I don't know. What I think is a perfect, when, uh, when I first got in touch with Rick Amos and then I talked to Chuck Myers and had a two-hour meeting with him to explain to him uh, everything about pickleball, the dimensions of the court, what has to be there, why there's so many injuries, what they need to do if you're going to put them in Park District. Behind Deer Path is absolutely perfect. Just yeah. stay away from the places, you know, where you have homes within 30, yeah, 40, yeah, 50 yeah, yeah. yards. And in those areas, okay, say nine o'clock in the morning, you, you can, you know, you, you can't play before that unless you have one of these paddles or this ball that, because it's, it's the hard plastic on the fiberglass carb or carbon fiber face that makes that loud noise. Yeah. The court surface really isn't making a noise. It's the, it's the sound of the hard ball. And, I've seen a lot of prototypes and that's coming, but that's why I, yeah, I yeah. think your path is absolutely perfect back there. Well, Ray J, you know, these people are going to come out there with their decibel meters and <laughs> yep. keep it under 70, keep, keep it, keep, keep it under 70. Okay. Yep. So, 50 away. <laughs> <laughs> of the paddles. Okay. So now, uh, professional leagues who started the first professional league how did this who po who ponied up the money was it an ego thing or was it a, you know was there a business plan behind mm -hmm. it that eventually you're going to make a profit like what's the story okay well there's there's the the professional tours there's those started in uh 2019 the app was started by ken herman a pro that i've known in the chicagoland area for 25 years we we taught together tennis at Libertyville Tennis Club. And he started in 2019. And then um, Connor Pardo and Connor Ogden started in that same year, the PPA, the Professional uh, Pickleball Association. So they both uh, got sponsors. And um, then they were both, you know, March 15th of 2020, struggled through 2020 with COVID. Uh, but then it was in uh, 2021 that I got involved with okay now the sport is exploding because now there's real incentive for these college uh players to there's money for them to be made other than just being a teaching pro there's there might be made two price money tours but while those were going on steve coon from dripping springs texas he came up with the idea of major league pickleball a team event three years ago he had one event then two years ago he had two then he said you know something this and and I went to them and they were so fun. It was just like Ryder Cup. It was unbelievable, and that's when got together with Ron Saslow, the owner of our uh, the owner of our company, and we said, look, we have to. They're expanding. 
in 2022. They're going to have 16 teams. We have got to get into that league, whatever it costs to buy a team. So Ron and his genius knew that he needed, you know, high profile sports people, people on social media, um, entertainment. Uh, it's like part of our team. We have uh, Tom Ricketts is uh, a part owner. Ron is the majority shareholder in the Chicago Slice. Um, we have uh, Doug Ellen, who's the creator of Entourage. Heidi Klum uh, put a money. And then we have um, four number ones in tennis that were Grand Slam winners. Chris Everett, Lindsey Davenport, Tracy Austin, and Gigi Fernandez. And there's 20 other people like myself who have what I, what I call a slice of the slice. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the right job, Ray J. Yeah, and so, it, it exploded. So, so a couple of things that come to mind, and correct me, mm -hmm. uh, you talk about money. Like if you go through the tournament, the winner's uh, tw 25 grand per team member, or what's the, the, the payout? I, I thought I saw something like that. That was a couple of years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now with there's 24 teams yeah and they split it up into uh, in december we had the draft of 2022 uh you got to choose whether or not you you had to play it was going to be for the entire calendar year of 2023 you were going to play the chicago slice was going to play three events in the challenger league and three events in the premier league we chose to be in the challenger because i had been to 30 pro tournaments over the last couple of years so i had a nice relationship and i knew a lot of the players so we we decided to so the first four each team has two men and two women so the premier got to draft first the first week of december and uh, so they picked who they thought were the top 48 players that were eligible then we had our draft on December 12th. And uh, we picked our four players in a, it's called a, a snake. snake draft. Yeah. First and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, down on down the line. Did and, I see a, uh, a woman was number one pick? Is that true? And, and Lee Waters. Yes. Yeah. 16 year old. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yep. Number one in the world. And, and it's, is it just your league that's a mixture of men and women, or is it all pickleball professional leagues? I, I thought it was unique because I saw the mixed teams. Uh, yes. The, in each event, we started off in Mesa, and then we went to Daytona Beach, and then we just finished in San Clemente last week. Uh, you have a uh, – and then they've changed and tried to eat with each event. They're making little improvements. But there's a women's doubles match to 21 – and then a men's doubles match. Let's say a uh, team Ray J is playing team Pete. And uh, there's a women's doubles match up to 21, game to 21, then a men's doubles, and then two mixed doubles matches. And if it's tied after those four, you would play what's called what Steve Kuhn came up with, which is called a dream breaker, which was one game to 21, where you send out an order. Each of your players plays singles for four points. And whoever gets to 21 and wins by two wins that match. Oh, and those things are gut-wrenching. They're so exciting. <laughs> so so if people want to watch this, like uh, I, I, the, the game is to get the television rights. Are, are we there yet? Or what do you, because you're talking about this exponential growth. Somebody's going to want to 
be able to distrib distribute it. What does the future look like for that? Or do we know yet? Yes, the, the, the PPA, the Professional Football Association, owned now by um, uh, Tom Dundon, is um, they're all like last weekend. I watched the tournament from Denver, Colorado. They're on the tennis channel, not tennis channel one, on the tennis channel on weekends for uh, eight of their events this year. I think they have uh, 18 or 20 events scheduled for this year. And then Major League Pickleball, uh, those are also, uh, they're shown on either ESPN Plus or Tennis Channel, or I just watch it live on um, make the uh, Major League Pickleball on YouTube. I watch yeah. it live there. Now, this is this is pretty hot and heavy for the past, say, three to four years. You know, the, uh -huh. the growth is going to come. You say the average age is 34, but, you know, to keep this thing going, we got to get the kids involved. How do you get this introduced in, in schools and in clubs? Uh, any any plans on that? Uh, yes. Um, and I can only tell you things that I know are factually true and to the public. You know, there's no fact checkers on this on the yeah, show. We're, we're working on uh, getting it in, in uh, clubs in the high schools, in in college, and Steve Kuhn has another one of his programs to raise a billion dollars from Congress to put it for the um, in inner cities for the, the high school gyms that are used that are unused in the afternoons to fund that for kids have something to do in the afternoons in a lot of these places where they don't have uh, much to do. So, um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's expanding yeah, yeah. huge into um grammar schools and high school college well i'm saying college uh, there's got to be scholarships for this there's got to be some is it still club sports or still club but within i'd say within two years they'll be having uh scholarships and both ken herman and steve coon's goal from three or four years ago was one thing we we have got to grow this sport so by 2028 we have it in the Olympics. You need 40 nations to have a team there. And that is that is Steve's driving goal, every man of every day, how he can how he can grow this game because it is so much fun. You can have a five-year-old with an 80-year-old playing on the same court. All with uh, tennis and platform tennis that I taught. If you're a squash player or a racquetball player, they're a little too risky for it. But this sport, you get squash players. Uh, Daniel De La Rosa beat our team at San Clemente. He's the number one ranked racquetball player in the world in men's. So all sports can come to it. It's yeah. easy to learn, fun. Yeah, the just learning curve wrong. seems to be pr uh, pretty short. I, I'm just from an outside observer. Now, you're, you, you've you done tennis, you've done pickleball. How long does it take to get good at tennis, and how long does it take good to get good at pickleball? Three to five years to get good in tennis, one year or less. For pickleball. To learn, you can go out and play right away, 
Yeah. And when and when they eventually changed the entire game to what's called rally scoring, which I won't bore people with here, that we do in major. Or me, what the hell is it? Rally scoring. It's like what they did in volleyball, where every point oh. counts. And it's, it's, I'm not even going to try to explain the scoring that they have right now. Um, but I think it's stunting the the growth of it because a lot of people say, I can't figure out the scoring. I, and yeah, I, I don't understand it. I feel too dumb playing. Um, everyone's always correcting me with the score, and I'm on the wrong side. It's not my serve. Da 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 da. Rally scoring is so easy. It's, yeah. and it's actually right now when I hit with people, it's the first thing I teach them is the scoring. Where everyone else trying to teach traditional scoring, they wouldn't touch trying to teach the scoring till the first after the first four or five lessons. It's too, it'll, your mind will snap. Yeah. Keep it simple, <laughs> stupid. Right. Keep it simple. Yep. All right, let's talk about the business end of things. Uh, okay. you, you guys, you know, we're, we're broadcasting the Lake Forest. And last I heard, there's a couple of guys with two tree bucks in Lake Forest. Uh, you guys looking for more investors or or more teams? Uh, how how would you, are you looking for more partners? Not our Chicago Slice, personally. The, uh, that would be up to the discretion of, of Ron Saslow, yeah. since he's the majority shareholder, what he would like to do. So I would leave that up to him. But as of right now, and people say, oh, what did you pay? How much would a team cost? Call one of the owners and see see how much you can buy a team for. You'll be a little shocked. <laughs> it's called Nunya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who came up with the, uh, the Chicago Slice? Uh, Ron Saslow uh, had his family. He's got uh, uh, Joey Charlie and Danny, his sons. They had a little contest, and we had one here in the office. Uh, to come up with a name and they love the you know slicing is a big shot and pickleball yeah, and right. chicago slice da, da, da. i don't want to say it wrong but i think i think danny came up with it yeah, okay, and so right. that's what where we that's where we got our our logo and uh, uh october 15th of last year was of 2022 was when we got word from steve Kuhn that there was one more spot available in major league pickleball there were 15 taken I'm sure you've heard all this stuff. Tom Brady's a part owner, LeBron James. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. James Blake, Drew Brees, all, all the top players are in there. And everybody wanted that 16th. And when I was on vacation in Florida, we got where Ron called me at 7 in the morning and said, Ray J, we got it. We got the 16th team. And from there on in, seven days a week. Yeah. Uh, well, even when I started with Ron for two and a half years, it's just so much fun. It just fits my schedule. Yeah, um, I love passing on my knowledge of playing and teaching, and the mental aspect, the training, the tactics, the the, the whole team concept. Working right, your right. way, it's it's. I couldn't be doing anything more fun. So this growth that's coming in, I would imagine, would be you know in the sunnier states. Uh, what can you predict, like? I mean, this thing's hot and heavy for three, four years. Where do you see the biggest growth coming? What part of the United States? Um, well, just like in the Chicagoland area, I know with us, we we have four sites that we're looking at to build uh, pickleball clubs. Yeah. Kind of along the lines of Top Golf, oh, you know, okay. indoor indoor courts because Chicago needs indoor courts. A lot of the clubs are just lining them and. And a lot of the tennis clubs are saying, you know, something I can get, I can split a tennis court in half and get two pickleball courts out there and just fill them all day long 
with pickleball yeah. players. So really we need indoor. It's going to be in the indoor because outdoors, every place I go, whether it's Florida, Carolinas, California, Texas, every place you go, new, here's 40 courts, here's 30 new courts, 20 courts, it, 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 everywhere. It's, it's, it's amazing. It, is, there's more than one thing that happened in Lake Bluff, but how do we get it where, hey, you know, these are things that need to happen in order to have uh, community acceptance of the sport. Is is there anybody that's part of the relationship side of things with uh, the city governments? And, and Well, I personally um, dealt with and um, with George Russell, Lake Bluff, for years uh, with my Lake Bluff Bath and Tennis Club. And um, any renovations we did, everything was up to code. There was a lot yeah. of stuff I had to do with the zoning board and architectural view boards. So it it is a little tougher dealing just because there's a little more red tape when you have to deal with government and getting things done yeah, yeah. than it is, let's say, if Ron says to me, hey, Ray J, um, I want to get in on this in these pickle uh, on the, with these pickle malls where they're taking open warehouse space and just clear them out, putting in courts, boom, in, out. Yeah. We don't have as much red tape to deal with. But yeah. I was, my phone's always been available when, when Rick Amos mentioned it to me that, hey, would you be willing to talk to Chuck? Anything they want. It's my, I love my town. I say it's the best place in the world to live. From June 1st to January 1st, <laughs> come to sneak away a little bit, see my mother-in-law in Vero Beach, uh, you know, in the January, February, March. But um, anything the town needs, uh, yeah. I'll be there with open arms to help them out. Well, we also got the college here, the Foresters. I, I, I would imagine they would have a, you know, a team there. Who knows? Like, do you have any big tournaments coming up? Anything you want me to point to? Because I can put a well, we, link. Oh, well. Well, the pictures I sent you. So we just got back from, we actually won the challenger, the top two teams that accumulated points from Mesa, Daytona, and St. Clemente. Uh, we ended up second. So we ended up playing the first place team at St. Clemente uh, three weeks, two weeks ago. Yeah. And we won it. So we won the challenger league. And then two weeks ago, they did, that's the our, silver uh, dish that you guys are holding. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. That was, and that was our team okay. with uh, um, with all of them out there. And then the draft came up, and they did like lottery. We had put twelve balls in, spun it, Chicago slice. We lucked out. We got the number one draft pick in Premier. Boom! Ben Johns, who who just about wins the singles, doubles, and mixed at every pro event. We drafted him first, and then it was just. People said, Ray J, how much are you helping, you know, Ben with the draft since you did most of the other one? I said, helping him. I could I could be up 20 hours a day trying to do charts and analysis and strengths and weaknesses. Ben has beaten everyone, played with everyone. He's got a book on everyone. So we went to Central Park last week, came back, and we, we drafted him. And then Joey Saslow, um, who – does everything for us here at 35 Capital and with Pro Star Pickleball. Had him on the headphones for two hours during the draft, and Ben put together his list of players we'd like, asked me for feedback on them, and we picked our team. And then we start uh, September 21st in uh, in Atlanta. 
uh, for three tournaments in the Premier League, Atlanta, then La Quinta, November, and then San Clemente for the finals. And then it's cumulative points for the 24 teams. Who wins? Who has the most points when you play three times in the Challenger League, three times in the Pro League? And uh, the top 12, team, 12 teams start off 2024 in the Premier League. And what, let's just say you win it all. What besides ego? What do you get? Uh, big time marketing exposure and help with all of the other lines that we're getting into with yeah. clothing and shoe design and new paddles and electrolyte drinks and indoor clubs yeah, yeah, yeah. and teaching and camps and everyone Great. knows that I'm going to pick uh, Ben John's brain for the next six months. That's got to be worth something. <laughs> He's the best player in the history of the game. Oh, man. So, so Ray J. Murphy, people are watching this, listening to this. How can they find out more about the Chicago Slice and your professional league? Okay, they can go to um, – on. I always – I'm a little older, so I don't I do not do Twitter and Facebook. I, I live on Instagram. Okay. So um, uh, – Major League Pickleball is on Instagram and our Chicago Slice MLP. Um, you can see all of our posts. You can see people are tagging us, videos we put on there. And um, I, I just, because I'm going in so many directions with coaching and designing paddles and, and helping out our entire fabulous team we have. I'm down here at 911 West Randolph in our beautiful offices. And I've, I've got so many things to do. I just said I cannot live on social media. Um, I'll just do my my um, Lake Forest podcast. Lake Forest <laughs> podcast, yes, which this is wonderful. You're a great guy, Pete. And uh, Pete, we will we will video you when uh, we have our first lesson together. Oh, absolutely! Oh, I man. will I will get you out there. You will see in five <laughs> minutes why perfect. <laughs> perfect you will see why everyone loves this game oh i, I well i've seen my in-laws and they're they're pretty fired up ray j <laughs> murphy thank you so much for coming on the lake forest podcast my friend uh peter's very nice uh let's meet in person and uh yeah you can always reach out to me and um i want to see there for the city of lake forest i want to see those new paddles oh we've got we've always got new ones thank there. you sir to have another the Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. 
Navy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest own Mike Havey. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C., and Helen. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broadstop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. <laughs>